Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to the New Birth Podcast. There's a word of hope for you today and we are excited for what God is doing here at New Birth. For more information, visit our website, nvplaceofhope.com. Now for the message by our senior pastor, Gabby Mejia. The Lord gave me a word for the church for next year. He gave me a word for next year. And the word he gave me is that he is going to open doors that have been shut. He's going to open doors that have been shut. And there are going to be some doors that are going to open on your behalf this year. This this, this, This may not be a shouting message, but some doors will open for you next year. But I want you to understand that although some doors will open for you next year, there are going to be some other doors that will not open at all. Will not be opened. Not this year. Not ever. And this is why this message is so paramount and quintessential. Because the last thing you want to be doing is knocking on a door to open that is not designed for you to walk through. So there are some doors that will be open and there are some doors that will not open ever. And I want you to realize that closed doors does not mean absence of God. But it actually gives us perspective and direction. If there were four doors right now here, and only one of them was unlocked, I would have to go through the process of trying to figure out which is the one that's open. So now, because there's a lot of options, I'm not sure which is the one I ought to go through. But if there's no other door but one, then you now have a direction and focus which door you need to go through. So rejection is direction. So when a door is closed, stop trying to kick the door open and get this message. That door is not designed for you to go through. Because some doors will not open. Now, the way I want to live this year, church, I want you to hear my heart. I want to live this year different from any other year. Because every year brings tests and trials. Every year. Every year will bring tears and joy. But in 2018, I want to do my life a little different. I want to do business where God wants me to do business. I want to buy whatever God wants me to buy. Like, I'm going to live my life to that point. That if I have to buy something, I want it to be what God wants me to buy. This year, I want to make friends when God says, make friends. I want to do everything God wants me to do. I want to walk in divine health. I want to walk in peace. I want to walk in victory in the name of Jesus. That's what I want to do. So, so because this is how I want to live, I'm okay with doors not opening because I just want to be in the perfect will of God for my life. So I've concluded, church, this year, I'm turning this year to God. 
Are you willing to do that with me, church? Now, so I want to talk about doors. What are the purpose for doors? Doors are designed to separate. You live in your house, right? In your house, there are about minimum four doors. You have a door in the bathroom. Thank God you have a door in the bathroom. Because that door has a power of blocking stench and smell, right? You have a door in your bedroom. You have a door in your closet. You have a door that leads you to your garage. So when I think of doors, I understand that doors are designed to separate. But when I speak about separation, I'm speaking about separation as it pertains to holiness. Because to be holy is to be separate. So when you think of a door, when I think of a door in a house, I think of separation. Doors are designed to separate, but also doors are designed to give privacy. Privacy. Imagine if in your house there was no door to any room. Imagine you check in at a hotel, you go in the elevator, go to the third floor, and as you're walking to your room, all of the rooms have no doors. Imagine the chaos. Doors are designed to give privacy. Because there are some things that happen behind closed doors that is just between you and your spouse, you and your kids, you and your family. Doors provide privacy. And doors are designed to protect. So when I think of doors, I think of separation, which is holiness. I think of privacy, which is nothing other than intimacy with God. And protection, which is God's covering over our lives. Purpose for the doors. Now, the door I'm going to talk about today is the main door you need to go through in this year. So I want you to touch your name and tell them, Jesus is that door. If there's a door you need to go through today as you embrace 2018 is the door called Jesus. In John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10, and I'm going to be reading in fragments. Jesus says this. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who, do, he who does not enter the sheephold by the door, in other words, the guy, the he or the she that doesn't go through the door but looks windows and cracks and roofs to come in, but climbs up another way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hears his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings them out to his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, the shepherd. Why? Because they know the shepherd's voice. Let me explain this text. When Jesus is breaking down this 
story or allegorical illustration. There are two different types of sheepfolds or pens in the times of the Bible. One of the type of sheepfolds were, folds were, the ones that were located in the city or in villages, in the more populated area. And the story that Jesus is telling us, he's saying that there is a sheepfold where there is a porter who is responsible for watching all of the sheep of all of the shepherds. Let me explain. In a city or in a village, there probably was about 20 to 30 shepherds, and each shepherd had 30 to 40 sheep. So what they would do is they would go into the sheepfold, and the sheepfold was a very big field, and in this field they had a guy which was called a porter or a security guard. So if I had my 40, 50 sheep and it was time to go to sleep, I will take them out from the field and I will put them in the sheepfold and the porter would now be responsible for the caring of my sheep while I went to sleep. But in addition to my sheep, he would have to be the security guard for all of the other pastors who had sheep as well. So this sheepfold was the place where all of the sheep would get together and spend the night. In the morning, I would go to the porter, show my ID, and all I had to do was make a sound, and all of my sheep, even though they were connected with thousands of other sheep, they would identify my voice, and they would come to my command, at my command. That was one type of sheepfold. The second kind of sheep pen or sheepfold was not in the village. It was rather in the countryside. And this one I like. This type of sheep pen composed of a rough circle of rocks piled into a wall with a small space to enter. And through it, the shepherd would drive the sheep at nightfall. He wouldn't take it to a porter. He himself would put him there and be there at nightfall. And since the gate Listen to this. Since there was no gate, this, this sheep pen didn't have a porter. The sheep pen didn't have a door. So what the shepherd would do after he would put all of the sheep in the sheep pen, he would lay down at the entrance and he himself became the door to the sheep pen. So he would lie across the opening. He would sleep there in between the sheep and the field. And he will literally become the door of the sheep. Jesus is telling us in 2018, I want to be for you that door. I'm not just going to throw you in a place and come back in the morning. No, I want to put you in a place and I want to protect you. And I want to encourage you that I am not going to leave you nor forsake you. And I will be with you always, even until the end. Let's keep reading. Verse 5. Yet there will by no means follow a stranger. As if to say, if you are so close to me and I am standing at the, at the threshold of the exit, and the, when you're at that level, you will not follow a stranger, but will flee from him. Listen to this. For they do not know the voice of strangers. Now, Jesus says in this scripture, I am the door. I don't know about you all. But I've never seen a thief 
ring the bell of your house. Ding, ding. Yeah, who is it? Yeah, I'm the robber. I'm here to rob you. Oh, come on in. You want some coffee? Sit down. No. A thief will never ring a doorbell in your house. He will come when you least expect it. He will come when you're at work, when you're asleep. Anyone who enters your life outside of the door is a thief and a robber. Anybody who enters in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit, in your family, without you giving them permission to enter in, I'm here to tell you that person is a thief and a robber. And their intentions are not good. Their intentions are to hurt you. So I ask you this morning, who has climbed your heart? Who has climbed the window of your heart? What thieves have broken in through the windows and the garages of your soul? It may be possible that someone broke your life. It may be possible that someone broke your heart. It may be possible that someone broke your emotions and broke your trust. And I'm here to tell you today, that person didn't come in through the door. He broke in and distorted and hurt you. But I want to encourage you today that there's something we have to do. And this is what we got to do. We have to change the door of our hearts forevermore. Listen to this. John 10, 6 through 10 says, Jesus used this illustration, but they didn't understand the things which he spoke to them. Then Jesus said to them again, most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. Why? Because I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved, and I will go in and out and find pastures. And we'll go in and out and find pastures. Then he says, the thief does not come except to rob, steal, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life, and you may have life more abundantly. So this abundant life that God is offering us, we say the scripture all the time. We say the scripture all the time that you may have life and life. But this scripture is connected to you being part of the door. And Jesus says, I am the door. You will not experience abundant living if you're not connected to the door. Some of us want this abundant life and I want to live in the fullness of God and I don't want to live in the overwhelming blessing of God and I want to have everything God has for me. But God is saying the only way you can have that in 2018 is if you stay connected to the door, which by the way, I am the door that would usher you to the place I want you to go. Church, Jesus is that door. He stands between the sheep and the thieves. Nothing happens unless he gets out of the way. And by the way, Jesus ain't going nowhere. Listen to me. So, pastor, why is it that I am at the door and all hell is breaking through? Why is it that I am at the door? I'm doing the God thing. And all, let me tell you, you want to know? You want me to give you an example? Brother Job was at the door. Brother Job Jesus, God said, have you not considered my servant Job a rightful man, a perfect man, a holy man, departed from evil, a man who worshiped? And you know what? In spite of all that, you know, you know why the devil attacked Job? 
The devil had to ring the doorbell of heaven and ask God for permission to attack Job. I'm here to tell you, if Jesus is your door and you're going through your struggle, it ain't because the devil broke it and did whatever he wanted to do because he can't go in your heart if Jesus is your door. So if he let the devil in and attack you, it's because some kind of way God's going to get the glory even in the middle of your heartache and your pain. So listen. This is something I do all the time. We do this all the time. Whenever we go through struggles, my wife and I, we ask, okay, is this a God thing? Or is this, or did I, like my kids say, or did I jake up in some area? <laughs> Whenever I go through attacks, before I start blaming the devil, I'll be like, babe, did we do something stupid? Did we do something out of hand? And then if it's us, well then, okay, you're going to sow what you reap. But if we do the little, okay, we didn't mess up, everything's on point, bada-bing-bada-bam, God is center, our family is anchored in Christ. And then after we realize, is God still the door? And the answer is yes. Well, then our conclusion is, well, then God must get something out of this. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay as close as I can to the door so that the door can give me protection. The door can separate me. The door can provide help so that when after I pass through the heartache, I can stand firm on the promises of God in the middle of my struggle. Listen to me, church. What door are you going to go through? Because let me tell you, there are different types of doors. And let me tell you, I didn't understand the theology of doors until we started constructing the Hope Center. Yeah. I went to, I went to, I went to a Home Depot. I said, yeah, I need a door. And you know what the guy said? What kind of door? I was like, a door. I didn't need a door. I didn't. No, no, but what kind of door you want? I don't care. I just... <laughs> He gave, he gave me this whole theology of doors. Well, this door, this dimension, this material, is, is, it, 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 it protects all seasons, rain, storm. I'm like, dude, I just want a door, bro. Just, just give me a door. But there are several types of doors. And each door is designed for different scenarios. Now, they're all important. All the doors are important. But they all play different roles. The first door I want to talk about today is the residential door. Now, this is a residential door. Think of your house. This door gives you access to your house. But different from all of the other doors out there, not everyone has access to this door. You have to be a family member to go in through that door. You can't turn the knob and expect it to open if you don't have the key. And you ain't going to have the key if you're not the husband, the wife, or the kids, or the in-law. Because not everyone has keys for this door, just the owner of the house. But now, but now, but now this door, not this one, but this door, the residential door, does not allow people to come in without access that don't have keys. But they made in this door a thing called a peephole. So that the people who do live in there can see who's about to walk in to determine, do I want you in or do I want you out? Let me tell you something. We've got to get, we got to start getting used to using the peephole in our doors. Not everybody in 2018 can go through the doors of your heart, your emotions, and your spirit. You got to look at the people. 
Listen to me, church. This door has a people to make sure you allow people you know inside. That's why I said this year, I ain't going to be everybody's friend this year. No, I'm sorry. This year, no, we're not going to go to Bennigan's. Bennigan's. We're not going to go to Chili's. No. Why? Because this door is connected to my heart. This door is connected to my soul. This door is connected to the most sensitive, more intrinsic, more secretive thing in my part, which is my life, my fat. No, no, I ain't going to let everybody in my life. I ain't going to let everybody in my mind. I ain't going to let every. No, no, no. No, no. I'm going to look after the people. And if I don't know you, you ain't coming in. Come on, y'all do it all the time when the Jehovah Witness is knocking your door. <laughs> ding, ding. And you're like. Put the dog in the garage. Shut up. We, we got to take our spiritual man just like that. No, you're not coming in. No, I don't want you in here. Not 2018. I let you in in 2017 and you broke my heart. You broke my life. You destroyed. Not, not now. No, you're not coming in. <coughs> because this door is connected to your heart. This door represents the things that are most valuable to you. Door number two. It's what we call the revolving doors. And there are many people that are in this, that, that have been through this door the entire 2017. This door just go round. And round. And it's crazy because while you're going in circles, multiple people can be walking through the door and you think you're going someplace because you're seeing different people, but you're still at the same place. And some may be entering, some may be leaving, but for a period of time, they're both in the revolving process. Many people are going through circles, repeating the same cycle every year. And every year, you make the same resolution. I'm going to go through the door, and I'm going to change, and I'm going to lose 30 pounds, and I'm going to stop doing this, and I'm going to stop doing that, only to find yourself 364 days later doing the same thing and saying the same thing, going around and round and round and round in circles. This door... Makes you feel you're doing something, but you're doing nothing. This door makes you, makes you feel like you're a good Christian because you're coming to church on Sundays. This door makes you feel like, you know, you're, you're, you're connecting with people. But notice, nobody has a relationship. Nobody is talking. Everybody's in their own world. It's the spirit of me, myself, and I. And you're spinning and you're spinning. And this is one guy at the end of the video that he doesn't even realize that he went to the door and he never went in. This is what I call the Jake. He went through the revolving doors thinking he's going someplace and all he did was go around and never had an opportunity to experience what was on the other side of the revolving door because he thought that the excitement was walking through the door, walking in circles instead of going through it. 
And this is how many people are stuck in church. This is how the people of Israel were for 40 years going around in the wilderness and spinning around. And the cloud of God was there and the pillar of fire was there and water was coming out of a rock. And God was giving them manna and they felt that they had all that stuff. But they didn't move any single place for 40 years till everybody, look at this cat, look at this cat. Till everybody died in the wilderness. You could be coming to church and get a good word. You can come to church and sing a good song. You can come to church and clap your hands. You can come to church and give a dollar. But if you're not growing in the Lord, you're going in circle and circle and circle. 2018, we've got to go where eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, nor enter the heart of man. That's where I want to go. Revolving doors. The last door is what I call automatic sliding doors. I like this door. Because this door opens because it's activated by your presence. Now understand, understand, this door has a sensor. And the sensor says, whoever gets close to me, I'm going to open. Didn't I tell you that Jesus said, I am the door? This door is different from the, from, from, the, from the revolving door and it's different from the personal door. This door is as closer as you get to the door, your presence is going to radiate to the sensor that you're coming close to the door. Now listen, your presence sends a command to the door and the command is open because he's coming close. The reason why you trust that this door will open as soon as you get close to it is because you walked through it before. However, you must move in the direction of the door. Listen to me, church. There are many things God has on the other side of that door. I don't know if you've been, but when I go to Walmart, right, I go to Walmart, I go empty-handed. I'm like, <laughs> the first thing I do when I go to Walmart, right, I, I walk through, the, through Walmart doors, and as first, what's the first thing you see if you go through the doors? You see a cart. So I get my little cart, and I got to make sure, the, I got to make sure my cart, the, the wheels are not messed up, because I'm ADD like that. Like, <laughs> no, devil is a liar. <laughs> Your mother too. <laughs> right? Now, when, 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 when I went through the doors of Walmart, I didn't understand the value of opening doors. I, I didn't understand. But when I, when, as I'm going through the aisles of Walmart and I'm putting eggs and I'm putting cereal and I'm putting cornflakes and I'm putting meat and I'm putting orange juice and I'm putting uh, butter and, I'm, and now I see that my cart is full of so many things because when, when, I, when I got close to the door, the door opened. When the door opened, it exposed me to different aisles with different things that I can benefit from. But I would not have been able to put none of those things in my cart if I'd have stood outside the door waiting for the the door to open. I had to get close to the door so that the door can realize somebody is coming so that then when I open the door, I can see there are things that are there that I'm, now, 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 when my cart is packed and my cart is filled and I pay the ticket and I pay the fee, I don't have to worry about opening and sliding a door open because now my hands are occupied to embrace and enjoy the things I got in the aisle. Listen to me, church. Listen to me, church. The Lord is telling us this morning, draw unto me. I am the door. Your presence will send a command to me the door 
whenever you get hungry for me and whenever you become thirsty for me to the point that you draw unto me and you seek me and you pursue me and you want me so bad that you're willing to come to the door, listen to me. He says, I will open the door. Why? Because I will only open doors for those who get close to me. But you must move in the direction of the door. There are many things, church, God has for you in 2018 on the other side of the door, but you must walk toward the door. This door is designed to give you access. This door is designed to free your hands. This door is designed so you don't have to worry about anything else but walk out in the fruition and in the abundance of what God has for you. So I want to prophesy into your spirit. Last year was a rough year, but if you walk through the doors and you let God usher you, he's going to take you through aisles and he's going to take you through dimensions and he's going to take you through levels in your life that you never experienced because when you open the door of your heart, God will open the door of possibilities, of blessings, and of victory in the name of Jesus. We hope this message has inspired you. As a place of hope, our church is committed to reach our community. If you'd like more information about New Birth, visit our website at nbplaceofhope.com.